Hey everyone, welcome to the Esports Entrepreneurship Podcast. My name is Leon Cyphers. Uh, we get together once a week, every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern to talk about our own businesses. So we talk about uh, how we're growing, what we're doing during the week, what some of the troubles we're facing are, and hopefully through our mastermind, we can kind of help each other out to grow and develop ourselves. And here, you get to kind of watch us and hopefully you get to learn something along the way. Um, but I'm going to be starting off by updating about myself this week. Um, so this week I've been doing some, I'm going to call light networking. I've been trying to like reach out to people and kind of connect on LinkedIn. So over the week, I've probably not quite a hundred new connections, but pretty close. Um, all of them are people in esports. I'm not just connected with random people on LinkedIn, although that would be easier if I just wanted numbers. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I know I I don't know if I, both of you know this, but I've been um, kind of joining a like show once a week uh, Tuesday evenings. They've been sort of like themed podcast type things, um, but I'm gonna be joining as a co-host to get on there. Um, I'm gonna be kind of like driving the directions and like adding some extra topics and helping moderate and do some various stuff around there. Um, but that will give me something to like regularly schedule and plan myself around every week, which should be really good. Um, two two questions I, there. Yes. Uh, just gonna chime in before you continue on. So, a uh, who or what is the group and like what do you guys do? And then also, um, actually answer that question. I'll go to my second. Okay. So the the gentleman I'm um, working with is named Frames. Um, he's somebody back when we back way back we were both political streamers. We technically met through um, kind of Hassan, sort of. Um. But he's also somebody that started off really small about the same time as myself. Um, and we both like ended up kind of doing our own shows and we both fell from the political sphere about the same time. Uh, but both of us have been like working together to like continue streaming and growing ourselves. Um, and as he's like running more and more shows, he wanted someone to help him with this one. And I'm going to kind of work with him to network with my own event that I'm not ready to really talk about yet. Um, but yeah, um, in the past, the show has been like themed. Um, so they did one was on like Halloween because Halloween. Um, we supposed to have one. It was like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Uh, it was supposed to be our anime panel. For some reason, that was like the really heated one that got people like. People, people are very serious about their anime opinions, um, but it was still like a pretty good time. And then the previous one was supposed to be like our fast food panel, although we ended up about. Uh, talking about like general like dating stuff because dating is awkward and nobody seems to like dating um and like signed of like different techniques about how we like grow our stream and stuff we actually did have somebody um who got on and like talked to us about how he's developed his stream and he he is doing really well but he actually um despite like growing primarily through twitch he never actually accepted partner um and he revoked his affiliate contract um Pretty much just because the the licensing for Twitch, even if you're a partner, is absolutely abhorrent. There, there's so many issues with it. Uh, but it was still like a really good learning experience, and this should hopefully help me with my networking problems by meeting people more naturally through this. Got it. Yeah, that was going to be my second question. Was what what's your um, objective with this? What are you hoping to gain? Yeah, th that's the the main problem I always have with everything is just networking. Um, it's it's. I like I can connect with people on LinkedIn, for instance, but to actually reach out, like make a direct message to somebody like trying to start a conversation just terrifies me. 
Um, so hopefully with this, I can connect with other people that already have connections and we can kind of share and grow through that. Uh, because some of the gentlemen, like the, the two gentlemen who work with the show, one of which is also like a streamer, he's the one that's been like um, solo hosting it. Uh, he He's a lot more outgoing of a person than I am. So he's he's pretty good about networking. And hopefully we can kind of that that's kind of what I'm hoping to get by doing this. Um, what did but you it should what, also oh, go, go ahead, good. As I was gonna say, um me being able to like put forward topics might also be really good to help drive the direction of like who I'm meeting and what we're talking about and maybe get some advertising that way. Gotcha. Uh, the, I just had the question what terrifies you about like reaching out to and like DMing people? I so I have a few things that socially work against me. Um one is just it, it just it feels so awkward and I absolutely hate the feeling and the idea of like approaching somebody that I don't like really know and starting a conversation with them. Whether it's like in real life or doing online stuff. It, it it's just this weird hump where I just think about it and I get terrified and just don't. Um, another thing I personally have issue with is that I do worry, like, way too much about, um, like, how people think of me, and I don't want to, like, cause problems for others, and, uh, which did not go well as a political streamer, but, um. You're kind of yeah, asking but, for it there. <laughs> I, so I, that's one of the reasons why I, I did a lot of hosting shows, because then I get to be the moderator. I'm not having to give my input as much because I get to pick the topics. I get to control direction. I get to help people make sure everyone gets to talk. And that's a lot more easier to do that kind of like managerial stuff than actually giving input. It's interesting. Um, yeah, that that's um, that kind of goes back to one of the reasons why I hate like reaching out to people is because I feel like in a lot of ways, if I'm reaching out to somebody with like something in mind – I feel like I'm already trying to like manipulate them in a sort of way. And I feel very negative about that. Even if in a certain way it is like a shared opportunity, I feel like I'm gaining so much more of it, which is the reason why I'm reaching out to them and they're not reaching out to me. Interesting. I feel like there's a lot of different ways to like look at social situations and stuff like that. And just realizing if you're just trying to reach out to learn something or, or, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you're manipulating people. And I think you probably know that, but it's probably just the back of your mind telling you it. Like for me, I kind of have the opposite. I like enjoy the idea of reaching out to people for a first time because I view it as a, like a challenge. And maybe, I mean, maybe this sounds manipulative, but to me, it's like I I'm, want to challenge myself to see if I can, you know, have someone like me on a first impression. Right. Um, and Obviously not just that. I'm not just like weirdly going around trying to make everyone like, like me on a first brush. That'd be weird. But if it's someone I want to meet, if it's someone I want to reach out to, yeah, I just try to make a good first impression. Sometimes it falls flat on its face, but sometimes it doesn't. And to me, I see, I see more of an overall benefit to reaching out to that person than to not. Uh, there's some quote that says you regret more what you didn't do than what you did do in life or something like that. Obviously, that's kind of making a big philosophical big picture or something. But to me, I just view it as a challenge. Yeah, just to add on to that, I, I know I mentioned this to Leon before, and I get a lot of hate from this on this point of view from people. But in my opinion, I think all social interactions are kind of pretty much manipulation, right? It's like whenever you're having some form of interaction, some form of relationship, there's always a desire you want from someone else, even if it's just um, you want to talk and have enjoyment in the conversation and steer it in a direction. 
that you kind of want or just let it go in the way you want. Or even more so in this case, you want a specific outcome, even if it's beneficial to them and your manipulation tactics might just be throwing information to them, letting them dissect them because you know once they dissect them, they're going to go from saying no to saying, yeah, let's move forward. But that, that's always been my point of view. It's like, it, it, like it's it's a dog eat dog world sort of thing. Like everything is pretty much a manipulation, whether we want to sugarcoat it or not. And again, I got a lot of hate for this. So if you disagree here, I can, can respect that. But I, in my opinion, I think everything is pretty much. Um, whenever you interact, it's you want people to do things, even if it's just you want that fun interaction. But at the end of the day, we can pretend. We can call it. Um, there, there's a term that people use. Uh, it, instead of manipulate, it's basically the same thing. I think it's influence. Uh, it might not be, but um, but like sales, for example, is a hundred percent manipulation in everything they do psychologically, um, emotionally. There's so many tactics. Once you go down that rabbit hole, you'll see literally layer after layer. Like it seems super unethical when you think about people doing it, but then people also do it subconsciously without realizing it. Um, like my, actually, I'm not going to go there. I was going to talk about a family matter, but I have people in my family per se that know subconsciously a very good tactic to get what they want by employing the same emotional kind of strength thing that they do every single time. And once you start identifying that pattern, you're like, okay, it's um, very, very evident that this way, that, that they do it this way to get what they want. And there's a really good book on this called the 48 laws of power, where he kind of has the same point of view. Uh, he starts off the book by just saying, like, tackling the big thing that people kind of tackle him for is that at the end of the day, power is power, influence is influence. That is how societies kind of work. It is controlling that uh, influence and the frame and social dynamics. The more I think of it, the more I think you're right. I think it's because it's just, I think you probably get flack for it uh, because the word manipulation has an, an almost entirely negative connotation. But if you think of it, right, if I show up to, anywhere right um dressed like this or dressed in a suit right that is manipulation right because what what does everyone think when you're wearing a suit they think you're smarter they think you have more money they think you're generally better at things right there's an entire this study's done on just people regardless of clothing just people who are more attractive versus less less attractive and how that works in social situations right and so I think the real difference there is whether or not, you know, it's something with actually like malintent, right? And obviously, Leon, I, unless you're some evil mastermind, which would be kind of cool. But uh, I think it, yeah, it's, it is important to maybe just like accept like, hey, I'm just trying to put my best foot forward and, you know, show up the best in the way I speak, the way I dress, the way I look, what, what, you know, what, the way I act, what, what, every different way, right? Um and that has an effect on people. And, you know, that's just how the world is. And just realizing that that's like, that's okay. So, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Is there? Oh, well, hey, you're, you're <laughs> one of the first. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, it's just about word definition, right? But like under the definition of the term manipulation in terms of just you trying to affect the outcome of a, situ of a social situation, that, you know, that is manipulation, even if it doesn't, you know, you want the girl to go out with you. That doesn't mean you like mean evil for the girl, right? Yeah. That just, you just want the person to go out with you and you're going to put your best foot forward, you know, and what, you know, whatever that takes. And the, hopefully it means that you're being genuine while also trying to sell yourself instead of being fake while also trying mm -hmm. to sell yourself. That's the real problem. That's when, you know, you create an entire different persona that's not even real. And then, 
the person, whether it's a business person or a relationship, as they get to know you, learns that you're not actually the, you know, the best version of yourself. You're the best version of a fictional character. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like we could harp on this way too. We like took one little segment of what Leon said and just like <laughs> <laughs> expanded on it so much. But I mean, that's, yeah. that's good. I mean, there probably is a lot to be, like, talked about and, like, followed through for, like, how to, like, kind of, a, this is a very, like, sales thing, which I guess I've never worked in sales, is understanding, like, how to approach someone, how to, like, make an offer, like, all the steps that kind of go into that, and even, like, beforehand, which even, like, the steps beforehand makes me feel, like, really anxious to think about. But, um, yeah, that's been primarily what I've done. I have actually uh, been reaching out to some companies on Hitmarker that were looking for, like, uh, contracts for, like, tournament organizers and commentators and stuff, trying to see if I could, cause even if they're just, like, one-off opportunities, um, just to be able to, like, network with people that way would probably be a really good opportunity as well. Yeah, if I if I was still, because back when COVID hit, I was getting a ton of request to run tournaments and stuff if i still had that kind of influx i would have sent it your way but i mean i don't even promote the fact that i run tournaments on the articles that are telling people how to run tournaments but although that would be pretty smart if i wanted more business from that light um, but nevertheless if i get anything i'll send it your way um otherwise in my in my short experience as a consultant uh doing some outbound marketing which might not work for you because obviously you're kind of already discussing the fear with more um networking but outbound marketing might be the direction you want to go selling people because a lot of people that wanna that that might consider running tournaments and getting into esports don't understand esports and don't understand tournaments uh specifically like nonprofits was my target so like uh schools um as like cultural organizations um, any organization that was running sports i would reach out to because you literally explained them explain to them phenomenon show them the numbers show them the actual value of esports explain what it is and basically say i will be your um, educator on esports and i'll also help you transition into the industry help you set up your initial tournaments and it's a lot better sell than trying to do trying to compete on a job board the job boards are so hyper competitive right now yeah, one of the things I actually noticed while like reaching out and trying to find orgs on Twitter is it's actually I would say it's somewhere about half of the um let's say Twitter pages that I found either already or run are running tournaments or they're actually like either a tournament organizer or a tournament platform already. I didn't I think I'm realizing like how how many opportunities there are that I didn't realize were around. Like, I don't think this is quite as like niche of a market as I thought it used to be, or I would have said like a year ago. Um, I know through like the discord and stuff, we find a, a couple people every once in a while that want to like set up their own like tournament organizing webpage and that kind of stuff. Um, but the market for that, I, I feel like the supply for it, like the demand has definitely gone up, but I feel like the supply of people that are willing to do it has gone up even higher. Um, I, I don't know how much opportunity there is to actually grow in that area anymore. Yeah. The number one reason why business fail is because no market need for the biz product that people make hundred percent. You got to be careful there. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the pages I like looked at, they're not only like offering to like to organize the tournament, but they can do the organization. They can do the host. They've already got teams equipped to do the like the commentary and the audio like all that kind of stuff whereas i'm just one person trying to juggle it on my own which i think i did a pretty good job on my own but i i can't compete with like a solid team i just can't 
then the solution would be, and I, I sent you that video that I don't know if you went through yet, but the solution would be to try to disrupt the market in a way by providing something that people want already, right? And it goes back to doing, again, If I don't know if you watched the video, and I know we're running short on time here, so I'll run through this quickly, but basically you want to ask people what they want by going through calls with 40, 50, 60 different people. Again and again, your exact persona in terms of the problem and understanding what the problems are related to tournaments, right? Um, and understanding what specifically could you tackle, uh, what unique selling proposition could you set up, what um, competitive advantage could you take? Is it like, are you geographically bounded or maybe you're running live events? Just as an example, maybe you're doing a very specific format for a very specific game. So like Fortnite, but not only Fortnite, it's like box fighting, but it's not only fox fighting. It's like you're the only guy doing uh, 3v3v3s and box fights. Uh, on these specific maps only because that's super popular niche thing like you, you can obviously take that direction if you can figure out a market need but to figure out the market need you need to talk to the market and that's that's what that video that i sent you a while, a while back kind of goes through it's really going through that process asking and understanding your persona to resolve the number one reason why businesses fail Yeah, um, I, I did. I, I don't know if I don't. I think I watched like eighty percent of the video, and eventually it felt like it started to go like just repeating itself. But yeah, it's it's like like finding a way to like stand out or disrupt it. And I I'm not sure that I like individually like have that kind of like ability to do so. Like maybe if I like put together a team or something. But that gets into a whole lot of things like other restraints and finding people and money and. But yeah, I have at least been pretty active this week, so I feel a lot better than I did last week. You have no capital runway, which is probably your biggest downfall, right? Like if you're trying to start up something, typically we'd have some flow of income or a setup income beforehand that can help you propel this. But yeah, it's a sticky situation to try to figure out what your direction is. I think that's all for me. Um, I think Fierce is going to go next. Oh, okay. So, um, let's see. Uh, I made a mistake, a big blunder uh, this last week. Um, uh, good to learn from at least early. Uh, but uh, that blunder is planning out how long. Well, I guess it's multiple blunders. Um, basically, the the way I learned the blunder was. Um, I, uh, you know, I wrote the, did the research, wrote the script, shot the video. Every single one of those steps took too long. Um, and then got to editing and trimming the video. And then that started taking just about forever. And I was like, oh my gosh, cause I've edited, you know, dozens of videos before. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, it took me forever to get it even trimmed down. And I was like, all right. And now this is 11 minutes of me talking. I need to add some images. I need to add some like things that keep people engaged, right? Like, cause people are just not going, even with good fast cuts, I've, I ended with like 12 minutes of footage off of like 30 minutes of shooting or something. And I was like, my gosh, I thought this video was going to be like seven minutes long. Um, and so basically what I, I made two mistakes. I think one was not really taking into account how long each section took when I was writing the script. I was just like, Oh, let's add this. Oh, let's add this. And then I would take out things that I think that I thought were like 
wastes of time talking about. So I think like the video still got some like good knowledge in it. The problem is, is that I basically did what I think could have been two, four or five minute videos in a one 11 minute video. And I think that was a mistake, especially considering how early I am in terms of starting out with these style videos and not realizing how long they take, right? Cause all the videos I've edited before, except this one and the one previous have been gaming videos and I know how to edit them very well and quickly. Um, I, uh, I did not have experience, you know, with how much I wanted to add to it, et cetera. And kind of came to the conclusion, um, cause I was spending, I, would, I was working, I worked Monday through Thursday. I was working like four hours or I was working 10 hours a day. And then I was like editing or shooting or script writing like four or five hours an evening. And whenever I had like social events or things, I would still go to them, which I don't think there's any, necessarily anything wrong with. It's just that I literally ran out of time. I, I, I cut a, like a lot of other things out and I still ran out of time. And I realized, Hmm, if I had made this shortened it, realized how long the script would take and realized how long this would take to edit and shoot, et cetera. Uh, I should have done, I should have split this into two videos because that would still be quite a bit of work, but it would have been doable. This was, uh, very much not as, uh, as doable as I wanted. So um, I ended up pushing back a day and then a second day. And then I kind of realized hmm, if I want to do this decently well and release on time and still not have the same problem next week, I decided to push it back full week. So it's going to come out tomorrow and get ahead on a second video. That way, um, not only will I've learned from the overall mistake, but I will have stacked up, you know, uh, like I've done the research. I've just, eh, I would say I've, I've finished with the research. So I haven't script writing. So I've done you know, a third or a quarter of the work for the next video already. And it's not even Monday yet. So idea is, unfortunately, you know, delay, which sucks for my first real video to delay it a week, but learn from my mistake and then very much realize and figure out exactly how much, you know, research script writing and a video idea will be, um, will take, you know, how much time that will take overall to get out something I want that's quality. So that being said, that's what I did this last week. I got quite a bit done, but it wasn't what I wanted to get done, which was a video out the door. Um, so video out the door is tomorrow. And then I had one other thing I wanted to talk about, but I guess if people have input, if you two have input, that's uh, this would be a good like kind of pausing point for me. If not, I can continue on the next thing. The one thing I would say is that I can definitely relate with the surprise in terms of video length stuff i was building I, I don't know if i mentioned this to either of you guys but a few months ago i was building out of actually no i did mention it during this mastermind i was building out a video course and I, I actually i remember even going into the details of the fact that i was expecting some of my videos to be like five some three minute long and they ended up becoming like 30 40 50 minute long i just had a flow chart and i literally was just talking through it and giving information in terms of tournaments what are they used for? How do you make money? How do you do this? What each individual steps? And it took a ridiculous amount of time. In fact, I just scrapped that project as a whole, largely because it was so so long, uh, and no one was going to consume it. So uh, I can I can relate with you and like uh, not understanding the misalignment in terms of length and um, 
what you expected it to be and i think just doing it multiple times will help you resolve the issue there but i do like the fact that you ended up taking the week off although obviously it wasn't intentional per se i like the fact that now you have a little buffer where now you have this extra video where hopefully in the future you won't really have any more excuses to be able to push a video off it's be like okay it's I'm going to upload every week. Oh, something comes up. I have a backup and then I'll just refill that backup or hopefully it'll be building up a bit of a backlog uh, in the future. Yeah. And to me, it, it, you know, as much as it sucks, I don't feel too terribly bad about it because instead of it being an excuse of like, oh, I, I don't want to work on the video right now. And now I don't know. Oh, I'll push back a week. I was working really hard on it. I just was kind of forced to push it back. So I don't really feel any like guilt because I know how many hours I put in. The one sad thing is, is because of how uh, like the the quality and the type of engagement I want to get with my videos and then me seeing like other actually like really nice, you know, multi-million subscribe channels edits. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, my stuff is so boring compared to this. I need to make it more engaging, but I just have to, I have to get stuff out the door. And so long as I'm like, learning something, even though it's, even if it's small, new, every video, I'll slowly get there. It's just a something which actually segues into my next point, uh, which is I very much, uh, I very much like, or I like the idea of uh, skipping right to the end, right? Right to the end in terms of now I'm doing the very best, right? Um, it's something, an approach I would take in um, and shooters when I was gaming a lot was, you know, immediately going as soon as I download a new game, going straight to um, straight to the best movement and the best aim players in the world and, and like looking at map analysis and basically doing everything I could to immediately put myself in the top 1%. And unfortunately, that is completely unrealistic to do on YouTube. Um because like I don't have a crew and a team and I don't have like five thousand dollar cameras and I don't have full-time editing staff and so it's just not realistic because it would take me like a whole year to come out with a video so it's something i just need to temper myself on um and so uh with that in mind i was thinking about okay not only do i like to skip to the top one percent if that's possible which it usually isn't in most things in real in the real world um i uh also have uh historically been decently scatterbrained in terms of like constantly switching things which is the reason i think i brought up uh, quite a few masterminds ago about why i'm like all right i need to focus down on this one channel and this one thing i want to do um because i constantly swap between tons of different things and um with that in mind, I was still, there's still the back of my mind that keeps telling me that oh, you should, you should do this. Oh, you should try this. Oh, you should do this. I'm just like, well, I would like to, but I don't have the time. <laughs> um, if I wasn't working a full-time job, maybe I could do those things. But um, so I kind of wrote down my main, I didn't kind of, when I say kind of, I wrote down my main, uh, my main focuses and what I, what I want to do over the next three years. Um, and I'm curious what you guys think. It's pretty simple. Basically, um, my first year, so this year right now, um, so I just turned 24 a couple months ago. So we'll say from 24 to 25, uh, my priority list is um, focus on self-improvement, number one, right? My health is not in a great spot. I need to get to a spot where I am like really... <laughs> really in a, a, a better physical spot that I want to be in because I feel like that's only going to benefit every other facet of my life. 
Um, and then right below that is um, growth of my YouTube channel and social media growth. And thankfully, they're on the same topic. Um, and then uh, the section after that is learning more about, um, which I already know a decent amount about, but learning more about making um, just different ways of making money online. And I know a lot about them. I think I, I think I know the different ways. I just don't know, you know, super in depth. I'm not going to go in depth, but that's something to keep on the back burner, right? The two main ones are self-improvement and then make a channel and grow that channel on self-improvement. And second year, um, self-improvement, I will hope to have, I, I should have gotten most of my self-improvement stuff into a, um, more of habits, right? Uh, so that stuff will be back burner. I'll still be doing it, but I won't have to focus on it every day if it's habits, right? I mean, I'll still do it every day, right? But it won't be something I have to actively think about. I will just passively, you know, eat this, go to the gym, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so then my priorities change. So then priority one becomes growth and uh, growth of the, the channel and growth of the, the socials and trying to grow the brand. Um, and then priority two becomes money making or maybe experimenting, right? Maybe at that, by that time, maybe uh, let's just random number. Maybe I have 20,000 subscribers or something. Maybe I try uh, making and selling a really small, like, you know, one hour long video course. Maybe I try to sell a teacher. I, I don't know, right? There's tons of different ways of, of making money. But one of my big priorities in the long run is to retire from my day job, right? So that's the reason money making so learning was the first year. The second year is trying to start implementing some of that. And then the third, obviously, is a self-improvement, which I said was kind of beyond the back burner at that point. Like, I'm still making the channel about it, but, you know, the channel is about improvement and everything, right? So, um, you know, maybe by the end of the second year or something, I'm already making videos on money making, right? Which is just, inter it's very meta, right? I'm still doing it on the topic that I want to, like, build in myself. Um and then my, the goal of my third year is to um, uh, basically is kind of out there, but two big priorities. One is the goal of the third year is to get to a point where I feel like I have enough income coming from, um, from YouTube and from my socials and from, you know, any ways of making money I have online to leave my job um, that and to buy more real estate that year. Um, and then everything else. But those are, those aren't even like necessarily day-to-day -day priorities. They're just kind of like end goals, right? Um, it's not like I'm, unless something really great has happened, I'm not buying more than one piece of real estate that year. And I'm, you know, I can't leave my job more than once that year. Yeah, so you get the point. The third, the third year is more just kind of end goals and seeing if I can reach them. And the reason I wrote this down is simply because it's like, all right, I need to let go of like, oh my gosh, let me look into, you know, spend two hours looking into crypto. Oh my gosh, look at this. You know, I could, oh, I could learn affiliate marketing. And like, my brain is always trying to do this to me and my brain is trying to like sabotage me, but it sabotages me with the excuse of, oh, well, if this works then you would have money and then you could leave your job. And I'm like, what? I'm working on it, but I'm doing a more realistic like growth and everything. So yeah, that's basically the big second topic that I, I want to talk about, which is just kind of the, uh, the end goals. What are you guys thoughts? I think if you're in a place where you can try to set those kind of like long-term goals for yourself, um, I, I think that's really, that's great. Um, I, I would, I would make sure to like focus more on just getting yourself started, but it sounds like, cause that's what you talked about the first time, like something you're already like really focused on anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the primary focus is just to get going and um, 
I've put a whole lot more work in the last three weeks on getting started than I have the last year. I can tell you that much. So, I mean, I already have. I've uploaded my first video. It just sucks. Of all the videos, you know, it wasn't the fifth that was delayed. It was the second, right? Which makes it look like, you know, I'm not like kicking things off. But I know I put the work in and the effort. And that was just a good strategic thing for me to kick it one week down the road. Um, but I do not want to do that again. Gosh, I, I really hated doing it, even though I was like, this is the best option. I think that's like, gosh, I hate doing this. So yeah, I can, I can sympathize with that, especially with the book. Uh, and I'm going to tell you the same thing Leon told me was the fact that, um, you have that kind of leverage, thankfully to be able to post one. Like you mentioned, it's the second video, not the fifth, not the 50th where it's like, at least at this point in time, no one's like, oh, man, where is Fierce's video? I'm not, where, I can't believe this guy didn't upload this week. I was looking forward to it. Sort of thing. So that that is the nice have in our circumstances where we don't have people necessarily relying because I actually had uh, podcasts and stuff where people wanted to see the book. But it's at the same time, as though like I could postpone it and it won't really matter to them too much. Uh, so you have that leverage in terms of your goals. I like them. I, I like that it gives you more direction. Um, they're definitely a lot more high level. But I mean, like it's still really solid, right? Like figuring out, OK, now that you know you this year you want to really get these habits uh, built into place and self-improvement and health and like getting those into place and looking at the time. When you say this year, by the way, are you referring to until 2022 or you mean at 2023? This year is in until, well, I mean, until probably my first video, but also like, again, 20, 24 to 25. So by age 25, which is like mid okay. late, late August. So just a little, a couple months ago, the, the, the I just kind of broke it down that way. It's either from the first video or from my birthday, but still the idea is like, I've only got, you know, there's only so much time I have here and I want that time to be spent, you know, the best I can and to be the best person I can. And I think the best way to start that, you know, cause a lot of people I think would focus way more on the growth number one first and I could, but I feel like I'm only going to be more productive. I'm going to feel better, live longer, be able like on a day to day basis, just be better. If I have reached, you know, a level, you know, not that, you know, you can't ever reach perfect self-improvement, but a level that is eons above where I currently am. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason the self-improvement is number one priority. Cause I've had so many people ask me, you know, I didn't give them that exact list, but I, I told them that like self-improvement for myself is like the number one priority. And they're like, Oh, why? It, you already seem like decently like fit or whatever. I'm like, you don't know how I eat. You don't know. Like I have high metabolism that's carrying me through this. Like <laughs> I, I, you know, and there's just so many different ways. I'm just like, man, if I had so many people talk about, Oh, I fixed my you know sleep and I feel so much better. I'm like, imagine if I did that, I fixed this to every aspect. Right. And if I'm doing stuff weekly for a year, I feel like I'm going to, you know, touch on maybe not complete perfectly, but touch on just about everything, at least physically for myself uh, in that year. Right. And so to me, it's like, wow, I wonder how much better because I know I've, you know, fixed some little things here and there before. I'm like, wow, I feel so much better. I'm doing so much better. Wow. Imagine how much that could stack with like 20 different things. Right. Or 30 or 50, depending on how many videos I make on each topic. Right. So I'm just like, wow, that, that effect that could just really exponentially change how, uh, how I'm able to grow in every other aspect. But yeah, that's, those are the things for me. Sad pushing it back, but oh, well, one thing I wanted to add in terms of your goals is I, I would, 
what what I think you like the next step would be is to actually list out in terms of the habits like for your YouTube channel and for your self improvement for yourself as well is like list out exactly what it is and at what points of time are you gonna tackle what so like kind of get that high level plan in, uh, so you kind of have a roadmap in terms of like okay I want to improve sleep and then I want to improve uh, my diet maybe then exercise maybe I want to do more cardio, um, and that that might be the best way to do it. In fact, what I Based on just that idea, what came to my mind now is after you build something like that, assuming you want to go down that route, I'd actually be interested in mimicking uh, closely to what you're doing. Obviously, it would be personalized to you, but then I'm obviously modifying a few things to align them better for myself and also follow along you as you improve yourself because that's something that's something I really also want to work on as well is just all, all across the board building these better habits. And improving but i think the, the step would be now that you know the time frame you know what the goal is just getting the low level more specific like i actually want to improve on this 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 and I'm, by by august or but whenever you said your birthday was by this day if i can get uh these or at least 80 percent of them locked in i'd be happy sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah no i think that's a good idea and i have in my head an idea of like i just have a bunch of different ideas of you know videos i can make and improvements i could make i just mm-hmm. haven't like timed out exactly you know when and, and how those could be but yeah that's something i i can develop over the next couple of weeks and then come up with a good framework for i know what my next few videos are but that would be too much of a spoiler if i told all of you <laughs> fair enough I'm, i actually took a note down i'm gonna do something very similar I, I really like that idea now i actually have that goal before the birth birthday my birthday is in march anyway so that's coming up but if i can lock some things in be like i by that time i want to get xyz in into like my habits i think that would be that'd be a good way to go but but yeah i guess i'll I'll go ahead and uh share on my end (laughs) so um this past week has been the first part has been pretty good um so monday tuesday wednesday i got a good amount done for the book and i've also in the accelerator we're ending we're nearing the conclusion of that so I've significantly modified my investor pitch and upgraded the business model significantly, got some really good ideas there. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday came around and they were super, super uh, slow to say the least. Um, <laughs> slow is um, a very understatement. It was super unproductive. I basically got nothing done like three days in a row, just completely wasting time. Like, I, like I'm sitting there for, for uh, the start was like I was just sitting there not doing anything. And then I started playing some video games and then um, I went down that rabbit hole. And as you may or may not know, I'm pretty sure you'll know, I have a terrible track record by opening up games. And I was like, I'll just, you know, de-stress a bit, kind of rationalizing to myself why I will do it. Uh, So I picked them up and ended up wasting a bunch of time. And then I I lost three days at a blink of an eye. Um, So that's three days lost from editing and also just a lot of not really anything done which is terrible because the first three days most my monday tuesday wednesday of every week so far has been the accelerator it's like an 80 percent of those days are working on the accelerator stuff because there's a lot in terms of that pitch stuff not like it's a massive commitment but it does take up a fair bit of time where editing is kind of on the back burners these following days where editing is kind of big and to be fair on the editing side i'm tackling the big thing that i really don't want to do uh, which is kind of annoying, a little more technical writing. Um, so I wasted a lot of time there. Sunday has actually been a lot better because I dropped it. I was like, what am I doing? I'm completely messing myself over. Um, I, I feel like 
I feel like League of Legends has implanted some grooves in my brain. This is all pseudoscience, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like whenever I get those dopamine hits of any video game, it's like, oh, there, there's that part. Oh, let's get right into it. And it's like a never-ending feedback loop of terrible addiction. What game but, was uh, it? Uh, I was playing Minecraft. <laughs> because <laughs> i i haven't i haven't i don't have any games anymore like i've deleted all my accounts across the board it's just minecraft is something i still have um so i, I was like i might as well run it up and i was playing some bed wars i don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> <Yeah>. played <laughs> so i was just running a bunch of bed wars i hate playing it too it's so boring especially playing it alone but it's like and then i and then i'm like okay i'll stop playing and then i open it up again it's like what am i doing but um but yeah it's well, I dropped it today, but it's just what a mistake. I lost three days, so that's that's my week. Um, besides that, it's all just editing and the pitch deck. Um, but I, actually, a big thing that I'm still figuring out in terms of the pitch deck because I'm working on that boot camp idea with in within the accelerators, cleaning up my business model, right? Specifically, the payment model that um, will be set up in place. Uh, so I have a few options, and I haven't actually explained the boot camp idea much in this call. Essentially, it's a 90-day boot camp sort of thing where the objective would be you go from knowing nothing or wherever you are. I am making a career transition by getting education in terms of esports and also how to get a job and building a portfolio. It's getting you from A to Z. So in terms of the payment model I, I options right now, I, I, I didn't want to have to think of something just yet. I'd like to do it after. Uh, I run a pilot program and actually get some data in terms of what the market can bear for pricing and uh, pricing models. But I, because we're going to do an open house within the accelerator, I kind of need something um, set up in place. So I could set up a model where they pay fully upfront um, and then they just are in the program. I could do something where they pay a percentage after they get a job and pay a percentage of their salary. I could pay, I could do something where they pay for each month before the month. So like for month one, you pay an upfront fee. Then if you want to continue for month two, you pay an upfront fee. Then for month three, you pay an upfront fee. I could also do something where the first month you have a, uh, you have an initial small price, but then you also pay uh, after succession. So I have a few options there that I still need to figure out. Um, obviously it's kind of hard for you guys to provide feedback because I'm just rushing through the high level stuff. It's hard to understand what the evaluation would be, but just based on that, do you guys have any thoughts on anything that I kind of rambled through? Yeah, nothing if like had, it. Good. Good. Liam. I say if I had more details, I might be able to like give you a little bit more, but yeah, like yeah, you fair said, enough. Yeah, I, th I think it's going to be a lot easier to give input on that based on results than um, than the initial because I, I don't have much history in terms of you know pricing models and stuff. Something I'm interested in though. I mean, I like I like business and I like marketing, so I'd be curious to see which one of those works the best. Yeah, like in my, I, I'd love to run it in a way where it's like you don't pay anything, and then once you get a job, you only pay a percentage of your salary, and that way as well. Because they're guaranteed, because it's they have no downside and only upside because they won't have a job unless they're in the program anyway. So they gain that uh, leverage, and likewise, I could price it in a way where it's a lot more aggressive. Because I mean, you have nothing to lose. You only uh, you only take a percentage of what you gain through the program, anyways. So like figuring out that, but it, the issue becomes like um, cash flow versus acquisition. So like if you get money for cust, if you don't get the money upfront for customers that you have now, you can't fund to get more customers uh, down the line and and it's also just a risk 
of like getting them to pay. Then also you're, if you're investing resources into people and you're not getting the money up front, it's like, how are you going to um, subsidize that cost now? So it's like, I mean, obviously you can take loans, but it's hard. It's a harder to make that kind of case to a, like a bank lo- or business loan when you don't have like a contract per se or like a, like a guaranteed sort of thing. So it's, um, it puts a lot of things in the air that I need to figure out, but I, again, are you going hope- mm-hmm. to run the whole, like, if you go for the, they pay me after, um, like afterwards when like a portion of their salary and their job. Uh, you should probably run that by a lawyer because I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot a lot of different ways you can get really screwed over. Yeah, the, there, there's a, a fintech company that I was speaking to called Leaf and they run that model. And there's there's a lot of uh, boot camps that run a similar model as well. So there is a way to do it. There, It definitely is. In fact, if I work with that fintech company, they'll take a percentage uh, of the money that comes in, but they'll cover everything. Like they'll take care of the accountability. They'll take care of the conversations. They'll take care of any liabilities. It's just a matter of getting them on board and then paying them a percentage of the money that was going to come in anyways. Yeah, the issue with them is that they're US-based only. So I would only be able to cater to US students. But if I understood their model per se, if I, or if I can find another fintech company or if they expand into the Canadian marketplace, um, then I could obviously do individuals here but there's nothing wrong with just catering to us anyways yeah it's going to be a large majority i would guess yeah the marketplace 10x uh canadian population so and like all doesn't all of canada basically live within like a few miles of the border or something i saw some statistic about that it's pretty yeah. funny it's like 80 or 90 percent because it's so cold up north yep but yeah, that's that's everything on my end. It's just uh, big on Minecraft, uh, eating my life away. <laughs> the worst part is I haven't played video games in so long too, so picking it up was a, a dumb, naive uh, decision. But nevertheless, it is what it is. I'm just going to move on, get this edit, excuse me, get, my, get this editing done, and hopefully get this book out by the end of November. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's, it sounds good. It sounds like you relapsed a little bit with the games, but I mean... That happens for me. I, I I haven't fully quit, but I time box. I only allow myself a certain amount of time in games per day. I've tried that. Does not work for me. Cannot no, it time box it. Once you start, there's no stopping. Oh well, <laughs> you got to get some self control, man. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, not, I mean, that's a hard one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For for some people, a lot of people have you know different ways, and I think you've got pretty good methods in terms of being able to control it like some some other people you know i think there's just different things for different people right yeah abstinence is my solution (laughs) the biggest problem (laughs) it's a pretty good solution to a lot of problems yeah 100 percent. but with that we're at the hour here so i think we can call it um here so this is a great yeah great conversation i'm interested fierce in seeing that next video that i'm assuming coming out tomorrow yes sir Perfect. And Leon, what is, is there something we can hold you accountable to come in next uh, week? I need to stop giving such fluffy answers because I, I want to say, well, because it's really easy for me to like, oh, I'll continue networking, but that's not like a tangible goal, is it? I mean, um, if you've got numbers attached to how many people you talk to and stuff, then, then it becomes kind of tangible, but. Yeah, that's the, the difficult part. 
I don't know. I'll try to figure out a, a uh, an easier. I want to say easier network solution. I don't know even what that would look like. Sounds like my I old job. Drop and <laughs> For me yeah. then. Oh, sorry. Go. Okay, I was just gonna say for me then. Obviously, dropping Minecraft is gonna be the uh, number one priority. But outside Delete of that. It. Yeah, I, I've deleted it like three times already. I just reinstall it. It's very easy. I might have to delete my account like I've done. Like every time I've deleted my account for a game, so I just lose motivation to play because I don't want to re-level up and everything, right? Like that's the only way I was actually able to fully quit League of Legends was getting rid of it because I never want to play a game again to play at level one. Like that sounds like cancer. But um, but yeah, for me, it's dropping that number one priority. But outside of that, just making sure every hour... Um, like just like the prior weeks, every hour is pretty much accounted for in terms of either it's like decided, like pre-decided relaxation or um, recreation, or in like intentional working hours. Like as long as I'm clocking in the hours and controlling my time the way I want to control it, rather than letting my monkey brain control me, then I'd be happy with next week, and I'll let you guys know. Monkey brain is difficult to defeat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Okay, but I will see you guys next week then. Okay, take care. See you all. Bye.